Okay, we have Arna next. Arna, could you yes. please unmute Arna? So hello, Mr. Jack. My name is Arna. I'm 11 years old, studying in grade seven. Firstly, I would like to say it's a pleasure to meet you and learn about your life and your experiences. I enjoy reading books and writing stories and poetry. Along these lines, my question to ask you is, do you have any favorite authors, books, or source of inspiration from your own childhood that has influenced your writing or storytelling style? Thank you. Wow. Thank you for that well put together question. With a with a true question So yes, the answer is yes, a mighty yes, big yes. So when I first started working on autobiographical material. So um, I wrote this book, Heads or Tails. So this is uh, stories from sixth grade. So I wrote, I wrote five books where I took my old journals, because I have a stacks of them. I took my, my fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade journals, and I wrote five books of short stories, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. So I wrote probably about 50 short stories that I pulled out of the journal. Now, when I went and found them in the journal, um, they were a mess, but it was kind of a brilliant mess because all it did was, it just captured like a certain action and a certain emotion and then you take those two pieces, action and emotion, and you just kind of push them together. And, you know, the story will come out of that. And it was true action and it was true emotion. It was genuine. It was sincere. And so writing about what you know about, that's what, you know, when we're teaching this sort of thing, we always say, well, write about what you know about. Because somebody always says to me, I have nothing in this world to write about. I'm like, well, just write about yourself. Write about what you know about Sit down at the dining room table. You know, my mother got this whole business started, quite frankly. So my mother, my mother was, did this thing. So my mother was always the cook, right? So she would always cook. Then we'd have dinner. There were three children, a father and a mother. So she'd cook. We'd put the food on our plate. And then we'd eat like animals. Everybody would just eat, 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 and get up and run off. And my mother said, one day my mother put her fist down and said, no more. That's not going to happen anymore. She said, now I'm going to make everybody tell a story of their day at the table. And I was like, this is going to be so boring. It turned out to be genius. My mother was a genius. We all didn't know it. And then until then, so my dad would have to tell a story. My sister would tell a story. My little brother would tell a story. I'd tell a story. My mother would tell a story. And we would have the most delightful dinners. And it got so good that I would take my journal with me to the dining room table and I'd keep it on my lap and I'd make notes. I'd write notes in my journal from the conversations that were taking place at the dining room table. So... All that is to say, 
that uh, yes, the, the that that the world around you is is really the seed or the seed pod for all these stories. So the stuff that you're going through now, the feelings you have, the thoughts you have, if you keep a journal, those stories are just going to grow right right up from them. And then you will be, of course, this, the main character, which is the best place to be. But thank you. Okay, I believe Akriti is next. Akriti? Could you unmute Akriti? Hello, Mr. Jack Gantos. Hello. Um, my name is Akriti. I am 14 years old and I'm currently a student at Grade 9. Firstly, it's indeed a great pleasure to listen to your valuable perspectives on writing and literature today. So my question is, um, do you think that all students should be encouraged to approach a problem creativity, uh, creatively or critically? Thank you. Well, thank you for that that question. Um, I don't think that uh, I don't think that when I approach a problem, I, I unless it's a very physical problem, like if my lawnmower is broken, you know, I, I approach it physically. But but whenever I'm thinking about anything that takes place in a book, I'm always instantly. I mean, it's just instinctively that I'm looking at the physical side and the emotional side. I mean, I mean, I'm just dollying both ways, back and forth, because they influence each other so much. When you feel this way, you do this. When you do this, you feel this way. So, you know, you're always going back and forth. And I think having that duality in your mind is, is absolutely necessary when you're, when you're looking, even just living in the world, you know, like just that, that question, which people will ask you forever in your entire life is why did you do that? You know, like how can you grow up in a house without a parent saying, why did you do that? Why, or your teacher, why did you do that? Or your friend, why did you do that? You're always explaining yourself and you're explaining yourself, well, I did it because of this reason or I did it because I felt that way. And, and so you can even see it existing, the, the simultaneous you know, unification of physical and emotional is everywhere. You cannot take one away from the other. It would fall. So, no. I just want I just want you to like if you're if you're writing, just like, like go with it. Go with both sides. You know, I mean, you know, the first sentence in the paragraph could be an emotional one. The first sentence in the paragraph could just be a plain one. I walked into a room. You know, when I saw this person, I felt X. I mean, you just, it just naturally flows in. You know it, and I think I know it too. So just put them together. And then write your great book. We're waiting for it. We'll be patient. Thank you. Why, thank you. Thank you, Akriti. Thank you, Jack. Okay, uh, we have four more questions from the uh, attendees. And how much time do we actually have? We will have to, uh, I think, we're gonna Jack. Have to, we're going to have to motor on because I have a few things to say at the end as well. Yes, so uh, Priyanka is on next. Thank yes. you, Richa. Thank you, Richa. And hi, Jack. Uh, I can't see him. Can you help me? Uh, yeah. 
Uh, hi, Jack. Uh, uh, this is Priyanka here. And uh, let me, you know, right at the outset, begin by saying that it has been an incredible evening for me because uh, it's not every day that I get to, you know, sit across a, a celebrated author as you and uh, listen to him, learn from him, and uh, even get to talk to him. So I'm genuinely, genuinely humbled and thank you so very much. Well. So, uh, yes. So, uh, Jack, you know, uh, the thought that has been crossing my mind uh, since the outset of this session, like you've been sharing some mind-blowing anecdotes from your childhood. So I'm reaffirmed in my understanding uh, that a writer's voice is deeply reflective of what he or she actually is through his personal experiences in his personal life. So uh, like uh, right at the outset, you've been you know, telling a lot of incidents of your childhood. So if I take a flashback and go and meet the younger Jack, it's very fascinating that uh, this young chap, you know, he uh, suddenly gets embroiled in this dark, big bad world of drugs and then uh, he's compelled to serve a term in the prison. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But no, then no the most remarkable part is that uh, that he comes out of this and he evolves as this brilliant writer that we celebrate today. And, uh, you know, like I'm completely in sync of what you've been saying right from the outset that the emotional content is what appeals uh, to the reader. That's the hero, hero of any story. So the right. emotional transformations that you might have gone through because of those hard-hitting incidents in your life, did yeah. they play a vital role in shaping the great writer that you are today? Or you could have been as good a writer without even those. Well... Let's take the very tail end of what you were saying. Uh, first off, thank you for that, that lovely, thoughtful, detailed question. Um, whatever I'm, I'm honestly answering that question, I don't think without, without, without having gone through a difficult period in my teenage years, um, that I ever would have become the writer. Wonderful. I, Wonderful. I, I, I think it was important, and I'll tell you one area where it was exceptionally important, exceptionally so, is um, I read my way through prison. I read book after book after book after book. And Wonderful. And it, it took me out. Everybody was always trying to get to the other side of the, the fence. But I was on the other side of the fence because I was reading a book all the time. So, so it takes the time away in one way. But also, you know, once you make a mistake, the only way then to, to, to use that mistake is to use it for something good, you know. Wonderful. Brilliant. And, 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 and put it to work. So, I'm, you know, I'm not embarrassed. Obviously, you know, when I, when I wrote this book, you know, that's my mugshot on the book. Yes. You know, yeah. yeah. So, so, so I'm saying, you know, 
Yes. Yes. Through this yes. experience. And then, so, you know, here I am writing picture books and I'm right. done. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's such a learning experience for all of us. You know, it's such a source of inspiration. Well, you're not stuck in a rut. You're, you're not. Absolutely. You, you, Absolutely. you choose. Don't Absolutely. tell the world what you should be. You choose. You identify yourself. You can take on anything. Absolutely. What a wonderful thought. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, one more. Is there one time for another question? Then I'll wrap up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. That was, we know the resurrection. I, I think that's the term I'm looking for, resurrection of Jack Gantos after the whole in my life episode. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have time only for one more question. And we have, okay, so um, Manan and Atish, could you just write down your questions and I'll pass them to Jack and if possible, he can possibly write to you, if possible. Uh, Ishi, you can, uh, can we unmute Ishi, please? So that she can. Uh, yeah. Um, hello, I am absolutely honored to be here. And it was a pleasure listening to you talk. But my question is kind of simple. Does it take courage to write a book? And if so, how much courage does it take? Well, courage is part of it. Um, but I, I think what encourages you is sticking with the writing. So if you have goals and you say, I'm going to write for 15 minutes a day, and every day for 15 minutes you write, or a half hour you write, then that is the encouragement you're giving yourself. You're proving to yourself, I can do this job, I can get it done. And so I think that, I think that you, can, you can be satisfied and support and encourage yourself just by, by setting up a little goal that you meet. And then before long, you look in the mirror and you go, you know what? I did it. I set a goal. I reached my goal. I continue to reach my goal. I continue to have a dream. I work at it. I read good books. I am the person I want to be. So just start small and you get there. But consistency is the only way you're going to get there. You can't do this once in a while. You gotta stick with. Thank you. That helped a lot. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. I'm sure you'll get there. I'm, I'm on your side. <laughs> well, everyone seems to have got a quote from Mr. Gantos, and I think it's going to really work wonders for you. Uh, there is just. Uh, Okay, uh, there are two questions left. One is from Manan, who wanted to ask you if you would uh, not be a writer, if you wouldn't have been a writer, what other profession you could have, you know, opted for. You, if you can possibly work it into your closing remarks, then we'd be really happy. And okay. uh, I think Atish also had a question, and I'll just uh, read that out as well. Uh, okay. He says, it's a pleasure being able to get an answer from you, sir. 
How do you deal with procrastination? Personally, I postpone many tasks I receive and want to know how a professional like you gets the motivation to write all these amazing books and with so much of consistency. So if you could possibly weave the answers to these questions in your uh, closing remarks, we'd be really grateful. Okay. Um, first off, with the, with, we'll go in reverse first, uh, the, the consistency. Uh, it, I know that it's very difficult for anybody, not just a young person, um, to have consistency, uh, which is why I, I said earlier, you know, when you're starting off in this, you know, and, and I know that you want to say, I want to be really great. I'm going to write two hours a day. But if you don't, you beat yourself down. Start small. When you start small and do it every day, then you look in the mirror and you go, you know what? I did the job I said I was going to do. And that just fills you full of confidence. And that is what carries you forward in this business. It's a bit of a confidence game. And you create the confidence by a little bit every day. You like that vibe. As for the other, the other, oh, what would I have been? What would I have been? I have no idea what I would have been. You know, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it really, when I think about it now, I think, well, you know, maybe I would have been a librarian. You know, maybe, maybe you know, I mean, I'd be very happy being a librarian. I love books and I love being around books. I'm in the library all the time. I mean, basically, you know, when I'm working on a book, I'm in the library five or six days a week. And I go in at nine and I get out at five. It's like a job for me. And then I go in, I do my two hours of first draft writing, two hours of second draft writing, two hours of reading, and two hours of mop up. And then I come home. You know, that's that's what I do. And it's like whip, 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 whip. Get the job done. And I don't look in the mirror and go, oh, you are a writer. I only feel that way when I'm writing. You know, I don't go patting myself on the head. Oh, I did one word today. Oh, I did. You know, I got a sentence today. You know, it's like, no, these are your goals. Meet the goals. If I don't meet the goals, I don't feel exactly happy with myself unless I'm lying to myself. And I don't like lying to myself. So I try and be happy with myself, get the job done. The whole routine. But at the end, at the end, no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, whether you hang upside down from a tree and write, it doesn't matter. At the end, when you get that manuscript done and you get that book in your hand, you're going to just feel so powerful, so happy that you did it. And that is worth everything. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I've gotten older. I don't know how it happened, but I did. So when I look over the book, you know, and I, I look at them, and I'm very, I'm very pleased with some of them. Um, and but as a writer, I go back into them. If I start reading one of my books, I take out a pen and I start changing the words around. I just, I start editing my own work. If I, so, whenever I read a book, I'm like, no pen, please. Just let me read it. I can't change the words. But that said, so you're always thinking like a writer. Let me just say this other thing. And that is, um, it's great to speak to you all the way in India. I mean, it's just fascinating. You know, here we are very far apart physically and so close 
emotionally. You know, we, we all feel the same things, share the same things, see some of the same things. And we're all human beings in a world, in uh, a great world, and a world that provides tremendous joy and tremendous uh, tragedy simultaneously. And we're always parsing those things in our mind. What is great? What is not? How can I deal with this? How can I absorb this greatness? And, and we're, always used, we're always going through the world as very complex human beings. And then when we sit down to write, we take that complexity and we refine it into a story. So just your daily life, just your living, just your seeing, just your feeling, just your relationships with your friends, your family, the world, the news, the books you read, all of that is refined through a filter into your heart and into your soul and down into your pen and onto a piece of paper. And that's what you want to be. You want to be that big person, that big person that, that puts yourself into the book, lean into that book. So that's all I have to say about that. And the other thing I have to say is this. Um, I was in India once. I was in uh, New Delhi. I, I spoke at the, uh, the American school in New Delhi for a few weeks. I took my family, my wife, my daughter. We went down to Agra, of course, to see the Taj Mahal. We went to Jaipur, which was fabulous. And we went all through New Delhi, old Delhi, new Delhi. We just had the best time, the nicest people. It was, it was just like a, a spectacular, magical time. And I had such, such a tender heart for India. And even when I look at the shape of the country, it looks like a giant heart to me when I look at the map of India. And so if ever our paths can cross again on your ground, I would love it. So just put that in mind. You know, I would come in a heartbeat. So would my wife. <laughs> so, and... Let me just say one other thing. If you ever come to Boston, if you ever come to Boston and do not get in touch with me, I will be so vexed with you. So the Boston Athenaeum, okay? It's named after the goddess Athena, right? The goddess Athena, you know, goddess of poetry, beautiful thing. Um, the Athenaeum, that's where I am. If you ever come to Boston, you can't find me. I'm easy to find. But if you can't find me, go to the Boston Athenaeum and they will tell you where I am. Usually I'm on the fifth floor, hiding. It's the quiet floor. No talking, no cell phones, no music, just nothing but silence. And you know what you hear in silence? Your own thoughts. And what do writers need? Thoughts. That's us. So there you go. That's the whole shebang right there. And outside of shaking every one of your hands and walking you down the street and listening to you tell your story to me, I will walk away from here feeling as though I talked and talked and talked. But boy, I sure would love just being a listener for a long time. So if you're in town, come talk to me. I'll listen. Thank you so much for setting this up. It was just a pure joy and a pleasure. And you all are so nice. I appreciate you reading my book. Believe me, it means the world to me.
Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you ever so much. That was so beautiful. And we hope next time we can meet in person. I hope so. Hopefully in India. And there is so much more to see in India. And we'd be happy to take you around. It's uh, a big difference. All of us trailing behind you. Uh, you can have your own convoy <laughs> of followers. Yeah. And if ever any of us find ourselves in Boston, then you definitely have visitors. Well, thank you so much. You have been wonderful and such a guiding force. We yeah. really look up to you. Thank you. For thank being all with of us. you so much. Thank you. And thank and you, everyone, for joining us. It has been a wonderful session. Thanks to all of you as well. You have been a wonderful audience, very interactive, and it has been a pleasure all the way around. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you all so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.